0: Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eccle. This is episode 91. I am your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr., sitting to my left. Joining us once again, Duke Rittenhouse, news editor of uh, the whole host of papers, I, you know, uh, news editor of Nevada News Group, I guess is the the comprehensive way to explain that. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. We got, oh, I guess, a, you know, in, I mean, a look at our football teams, some other varsity sports, at least through scrimmages or various other tournaments got got underway as well. Uh, so we will have a bunch of that. Before we get into that though, I would like to thank today's title sponsor that is played against sports in the topsy lane shopping center your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs you can check them out online at www.playedagainstsports.com or like i said just a second ago in the topsy lane shopping center all right duke i know you went out to galena spring creek um before we get into that i would like to touch on some carson douglas games first i know you got to see Douglas is, you know, two opponents at at some point this season, Um, so I I will get to that in in just a second. I would like to start with uh, with Douglas High football here though that took down Argonaut in their opener. Um, I listened to it via radio broadcast. There was no NFHS. Streaming, so I was listening oh, in to California. I was listening to a, a ra- local radio broadcast that I found a little tough to follow, play by play, so to speak. Um, they, you know, I'm not not going to knock the the broadcasters, but um, story time tended to over overtake the play by play aspect in in uh, certain certain scenarios there. Uh, but a good win for Douglas, um, another you know dominating performance over Argonaut. That's how they started the season last year. Uh, This one definitely more impressive, though. Jackson Ovard goes 11 of 17 through the air. 140 yards and two touchdowns at QB. It's his first uh, varsity start there. His main target and his favorite target, Trace Estes, had seven of those 11 receptions for 111 yards and two touchdowns. You know, I'd be remiss to not to go any further without mentioning Connor Jackson, who looked like he didn't miss a beat from last year. You know, I say looked like I didn't actually watch any of it so uh from the way other people made it sound i mean 12 carries 118 yards four touchdowns um his first two touches both resulted in touchdowns he had their first three scores all of which were from 20 plus yards out sounded like he was just just bowling through people um and uh very much impressed uh his coach and the uh the argonaut commentary crew out there in jackson california Kyle Koontz also pulled down three catches for 31 yards there. Um that's kind of it on the, the offensive uh side, you know, a couple other small small things there, but um it was a an all-around solid win from the the Tigers who will move to play. Elko this week. Um they will be at home this Friday, as will Carson, who fell to uh Sutter in there. Season opener They fell to Sutter 54-7 uh, Sutter a, a, a good team I mean I, I don't think that's For anybody who didn't watch this game was on The NFHS network From what you could see from the camera That was behind multiple Stanchion poles and a, a wall So uh, Both end zones were kind of blocked <laughs> As were corners of the end zones But you know uh, Carson had a tough, tough time on offense uh, Ended up turning the ball over Seven times in total, which, I mean, you don't even need to talk to coaches about that. That's just something they'll tell you can't happen. Um, Kincaid Gill uh, started the game at quarterback, but ended up leaving in the second quarter uh, with a knee injury. He is uh, tentative this Friday, according to Brian Beauchard, who I spoke to yesterday. Uh, we're taping this at Monday morning, just around 10 a.m. Um, but, yeah, too many turnovers. Uh, the highlight for, for Carson was uh, Jake Winninger. Uh, kickoff return touchdown. Uh, Carson went down thirteen nothing after Sutter's second score, and Winninger immediately got them on the board with a roughly ninety-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, made it thirteen to seven. Carson did not score the rest of the way there, though. So that that does it for that does it for the Senators in, in their opener. Definitely some some things to work on, some things to clean up. You know, I mean. In some aspects, it looked like the the first game of the season, right? You can't you can't knock too much too much there. You kind of take what you can get. And I know from talking to to Bouchard over the last <clears throat> year plus or so, he wants to schedule the best teams he can find. It's not it's not so much tune up games as it is. All right, here's wh- who we're going to need to beat if we want to be at the top. And um, they certainly saw a, a high quality Sutter team there. Duke, while we got you, I know I haven't had a chance to, to wrap you in here yet, but. Uh, From a a Galena Spring Creek perspective, like I said at the top two teams that Douglas will see um, Spring Creek being uh, closer than Galena, Galena being that, that league team who Carson will play as well. Uh, What did you see from, from those two squads and uh, what do you think Douglas may see from, what do you think either Douglas or Carson may see from them uh, here in the coming weeks?
1: Yeah, it was a, it was an interesting night. Um, You know, Galena ends up beating Spring Creek 24 to nothing. Uh, But, but, it, it was funny the way it developed galena lost a fumble on its first play of the season and you know you're like oh no you know setting the tone what's going on here galena the winning team uh lost four turnovers and uh it, it's just kind of weird how that happened their defense is for real switching sides coming up first for the douglas tigers uh spring creek is on its bye week uh they have they have some work to do they're they're uh I think their defense is solid. They got worn down. They ended up giving up. Um, I don't have it right here in front of me. Uh, high 300s, I think, in total offense. 380, 390. Uh, probably a little bit too many for a high school game. But um, the, uh, the Spartans, uh, they rely a lot on a, a couple of guys on defense. And, and that's something that will be strength versus strength. Um, so back to the schedule. After their bye week, their, their home opener is Douglas. And that, I think, is an interesting matchup because uh, some of the offensive stars, Carter, that you just mentioned, are going to do their thing against um, two or three really good Spring Creek defenders, a guy named uh, Cody Accord. Even the Galena PA announcer was laughing at the end and saying, guess who on the tackle? Uh, Spring Creek has not posted any stats that I've seen. I'm going to guess he has 22-ish tackles. I mean, all over the place. Um, and Matthew Lloyd is another name to remember. So you're, those guys are going to be trying to make plays against the likes of Trace Estes and, and Connor Jackson and people you just mentioned. I think it's an interesting matchup. Um, having watched Spring Creek struggle on offense, they tried two quarterbacks, uh, literally rotating them at one point. Just who can, who can do something here? Uh, but they ended up, I believe, 3 of 29 passing. Uh, and this was something Galena sat back on stuffed the run and said, we dare you to pass because you're really not doing a lot here. So I'm going to give the early advantage to Douglas, even though it's a a long road trip. I think the Tigers have something going this year that they didn't maybe last year. And then looking ahead a little bit for both of our local teams, Carson and Douglas, who obviously will play Galena, I think a little too early to tell. I mean, Galena has a lot to clean up, too. I would say uh, if they played tomorrow, um, and I've only seen Douglas scrimmage, I would frankly make the Tigers a slight favorite against Galena and probably Carson a slight underdog. But there's a lot to go yet. I just uh, one reason I went out there was it was interesting that all these teams are appearing on our schedules, so it was a chance to it was a chance to start doing. Uh, even if it's a little bit apples and oranges maybe it's a chance to start doing some comparing you know and, and it was an opportunity that was uh, that was too good to pass up
0: yeah and you know you're talking about defense i didn't even get a chance to really touch on douglas's defense where they had eight tackles for loss four and a half sacks uh Britton weston had an interception as well uh kyle koontz who like i said was a big part on the offensive side had uh, a sack and a half on the defensive side as well <clears throat> zach westbrook and Cole Smalley, of course, both with two tackles for loss. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's too early to tell. In a lot of senses, it's it's honestly tough to tell. Kind of what other teams have too. Like Sutter was coming off graduating twenty eight something seniors from last year, and so it was kind of like, hmm, what what kind of team is Carson going to see? But Carson graduated some pretty impactful seniors as well last year, and so I think I think to a certain uh, degree that that showed all around, but. A very interesting first week. Definitely uh, nice to get that under our belt. Get a get a look at anything that's you know not a scrimmage. As much fun as it is standing behind uh, teams while they they go and take take some uh, photos from on the field, which is not an opportunity to get a whole lot. But uh, that being,
1: you know, Carter, real quick, it's interesting you brought up the scheduling and it, it, what's funny to me is the different philosophies because there's uh, California is our obvious neighbor. And Mm -hmm. there's so many schools. You have choices. I mean, I get that, you know, you need to set these up a couple years in advance and all that. I understand how that works. But, you know, Carson uh, has now played a home and home with a team that in its section and its league, and, you know, California does multiple layers of (laughs) playoffs. Anyway, in their region, whatever you want to call it, Sutter, you can look, is competitive year after year after year it Mm -hmm. takes less than five minutes of research to to do that so there's a scheduling philosophy okay bring us sutter and and you know you can go the other way you can you can look around and say all right there's all these schools along the eastern sierra you know a little bit smaller maybe let's go play one of them or you know back in the day everyone used to play lassen lassen was practically Mm -hmm. a northern triple a member and it i i think it you, you give carson credit this this sutter team can lose twenty eight guys and compete for a section title. Right. It's it's what you might call a program. Right. I mean, you know, I'm using the, the air quotes, mm-hmm. a program. And um y- you know, there's all kinds of schools out there. And I know Douglas did the same thing, a home and home, you know, and and that's great. I wonder what future schedules hold. I mean, and I know real quick that for football, sometimes the coaches want to give the kids a trip. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you 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 need to go out of town. Um and I think that's great. But, you know, there's a Carson, give them credit. That's scheduling up, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, Sutter coming uh, last. Last uh, league
0: title for them was twenty twenty one, but they went twelve one last season. So I mean, that's yeah. It's you're right. Very two very different philosophies there. Um, I know. You know, Douglas obviously has this home and home with Elko. This or um, the Spring Creek was was a new one. Or I have those backwards. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, it was part of their. Part of that whole realignment uh, fiasco we were dealing with here uh, not too long ago. But uh, a good opening look at the the football scene there. Elko fell to Skyview uh, 29-26. Skyview playing out of Nampa, Idaho. I hope I said that correctly there. Um, Elko showed some ability to, to really strike with the long ball. I mean, they had uh, two... Two running backs with longs of 32 and 41 yards. All three receivers have, have a long catch over 50 yards from their, their game against uh, Skyview. So certainly something to keep an eye on uh, for, for Douglas there. Uh, Carson, like we said, will turn around and come home this Friday against Calaveras. Calaveras, they beat uh, 14-0 last season. That game was 0-0 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, I This is unfortunately all the information i have but i've gone back and look at calaveras's schedule from last year and they have now forfeited every single game from last season so i'm not sure uh, what they did uh but carson did win that game 14-0 so and they, they won that on the field they won that on before the field before the, they were all forfeited yeah. yes okay yes right. that game was over and and done with before the the ffs started showing up so uh real quickly let's let's run through some of this other uh action we got underway um this weekend volleyball Got underway. Jeff, I know you had kind of quickly mentioned that before the pod. I didn't know if you had any kind of additional information on that, but Carson obviously got off to a, a great start at the Earrington tournament.
2: Yeah, I was poking around on max preps trying to see who's loaded rosters for us. <laughs> Note to all coaches out there, if you're listening, please load rosters on max preps with numbers. Very helpful. Uh, but I noticed
0: that Carson got off to their 8-0 start. So that's fantastic. Yeah, Douglas volleyball sitting there at 6 and 1 from the area uh. tournament as well. That one loss comes to Carson. Uh, we, we've touched on this, if not last, I'm pretty sure last week. Uh, that Carson volleyball team, you know, only lost one senior, returns uh, head coach to um, Sarah Miller, 18 kills already. Abby Franco, 17. Dana Myrene, 17. Ana Turner had 12. Um, you mentioned they have the new a uh, freshman setter kind yeah. of uh, taking that role, um, coming off of losing senior Riley Kolsh. Last season, uh, so we'll continue to see how how the senator volleyball team looks. But that's a that's a heck of a start for a yeah. team that had really turned things around last yeah. season. I I I had to take a double take because I'm like, is this
2: this is this this is this year? These games are just play. That's fantastic.
0: I don't have any stats from the the Douglas side of things. Um, I can tell you though that they only dropped, other than their two one loss to Carson, they only dropped two sets. They dropped one set to Persian County. In one set to Perinigate Valley. I think I remember how to say that correctly. Um, So those are some quick volleyball notes. I know Douglas Soccer hosted a home tournament as well. They love kicking off the year with kind of like an all Nevada type look. They bring in all sorts of powerhouses from the south there. I know the uh, Douglas girls were able to win one game. Um, I believe it was over Truckee. I wish that was in front of me but uh, the Douglas boys weren't able to to get a win obviously they are jumping up in classification this season so that is something to keep an eye on for uh, the Douglas boys soccer team we will have more in the coming editions of the newspaper excuse me Douglas girls lost both of their first two games. They lost to Bishop Gorman, 5-0, and then to Lone Peak of Utah, 6-0 as well. That's the first time I think I've seen a Utah team in that tournament. That team is remarkable. Yeah. And then, I mean, Gorman's no slouch either. Yeah, well, and Gorman's, Gorman's 5A. We're 4A, so. Right, right. Um, Jeff, you mentioned Carson girls scrimmage also got underway. Um, I know as we take this Monday morning, the Carson boys team has a scheduled tonight. home game tonight. We'll see how the weather looks. but uh, No uh, lightning will play. So. Yeah, exactly. What did you see from the Senator Girls team from what you were able to gather from the opener to scrimmages opening?
2: They are working out the kinks. They are finding, and I will be anxious to see your surprise on Tuesday night. We have our first, uh, Carson's got their first, the girls play Tuesday night, boys play tonight on Monday. Uh, but I'll be surprised to see your surprise for a few kids in new locations that we may not have seen before. Um, Matt's been trying out a lot of different, different people in different places to try to figure out what's going to work best and uh, try some new things. Uh, Some kids that I haven't seen play in different spots and, uh some worked some didn't and we moved on and it was it was it was a nice refreshing thing to see
0: for those of you who listen on monday douglas boys soccer will be at sparks uh 330 and then of course carson will be at home against north valley it's at, at 6 45. uh well, you can find results and info for that of course in the nevada appeal uh, that game looks like it's also being streamed on the nfhs network though um you know, don't be surprised if the video quality is awful. <laughs> that's that's mostly a shot at, at the game I had to watch Saturday. I mean, there were multiple plays that ended with me staring at a wall.
1: You you can't. Here's the thing: if I get it, a lot I know, of that student I know. volunteers, it's, yeah. and but you know what? Don't, I'm not
0: knocking the ki- the the people working it. It's just
1: you can't charge for it. Yeah,
0: that's you, my problem. That's
1: people's money. Yeah. If you're if that's that's a. We we would we wouldn't make fun of anyone if it was totally free. But mm-hmm. you are going to reach into my wallet. You, you can't charge for that. And and they need to look at that because they do make a little bit of money off that. Mm-hmm. And the NIAA is an official partner with their uh, and the NIAA promotes it. Well, you know what? You put some effort into it. Then yeah. you've got to move the camera. You've got yeah. to have someone monitoring the camera, um, and uh, you're you're asking people for their credit cards.
0: I don't think it's too. Agreed, not to get on a soapbox here about something that maybe most people don't care about, but I don't think it's terribly egregious to have schools kind of tape off, you know, okay, if we put a camera here, it's in an obstructed view. Yes, we're going to have to have somebody, you know, pan left and right maybe or zoom in and zoom out, but there's not going to be poles in the middle of the way. You're not going to have a wall blocking half of an end zone. Yeah, you can't. It's just, again, yeah, if you're charging for something, it's it's got to be a product that's, <laughs> I mean helps out the viewer a little bit. That's, that's really, I guess my overall point there. Um, you know, exciting time here in Northern Nevada though, to get, to get away from uh, my little tangent there. I mean, a lot of, a lot of sports coming up. We've talked a lot about what that alignment looks like. Uh, be sure to stay tuned to uh, Nevada backslash news, backslash sports for all sorts of season outlooks and season previews. We will have, uh, we will have previews for, Football as well, though, I am taking a little bit of a different angle on those this year. Um, You know, there'll still be information about opposing squads, but I think I'm going to take a little bit more of a a feature-ish approach and give you more insight on uh, players on the teams locally as opposed to what's going on uh,
1: elsewhere. You know, I think we still got a
0: few more minutes here. Duke, you had something else for us while we're still here?
1: Yeah, yeah, our other big thing for this fall, well, you know, kind of a one time only thing, but we're it is the 100th anniversary of the first Carson Douglas game 1923. Uh for anyone who might be curious, we have settled. Uh I think I've mentioned a couple times that 1923 game there are three final scores that are listed oh, no. in print. <laughs> we've we're starting to nail some stuff down and we had a committee meeting on Friday and we picked our favorite score <laughs> so for now and forever that 1923 game ended 77 to six Carson over Gardnerville and if anyone here's a here's a one in a thousand shot if anyone has a 1923 you know memory or yearbook or whatever and wants to Dispute that? You need to let us know. Otherwise, we're going with seventy-seven to six. And uh, actually, we we came up with some more important stuff. As we're starting to nail some stuff down, um, I haven't even had a chance to mention this to you guys yet. We have confirmed days, dates, and final scores for every game those two teams played against each other in the last hundred years. Confirmed. We've seen them with our own eyes, which is one of our goals. We have found more games. We have to change our uh, official statistics, and we got rid of a game. Oh, okay. There was a a period, uh, this was very interesting, from 1934 through the end of the war, so about 10 years, the teams played twice every year, and what we found was uh, apparently the Douglas County Fair was in September at that point, and they would play, and then um, there was a they called it, it wasn't Nevada day. Initially it was admission day. Anyway, it turned into Nevada day. And obviously that's always been a big deal in Carson city. And the teams would play again. So there was two games, all of those years. One was always in September. One was always in October. We found four more and we lost one. Uh, I should have brought it here. I don't have it in front of me, but I was staring at it all day Friday. I, they have now played 84 times. Okay. And, the 1935, the second game, we had to we erased. Uh, they were ready to play. Apparently, the teams were there, and it was called off with a snowstorm. So, no <laughs> game was actually played. Um, anyway, that'll all be in uh, multiple places, including a special section we're doing that will be the uh, appearing the Wednesday before the Friday game. I believe they play the 20th. That must yep. mean the 18th. Um, It'll be big. It'll be colorful. It'll have a lot of fun stuff in it, and uh, uh, we'll put this stuff on the website too. We have podcasts. Obviously, you're listening to one, but I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. That uh, you know, we we spent uh, most of Thursday and Friday confirming this history. It's really good stuff. You can see the teams go through peaks and valleys. You can see one point games. You can see blowouts. You know, it's and then as we found some old issues, we were able to to get the game stories got better. You know, I think I mentioned, uh, Jeff, when you and I did the pod, I mentioned how terrible the reporting was, Mm -hmm. you know, in the 20s. Just you don't know what's going on, for one thing. And then they're editorializing. And, well, the reporting got more what we would think of as the reporting today, where you can see who scored um, and maybe what the key play was. But anyway, all of that's confirmed. The teams have a 100-year football history. We're pretty fired up, and uh, I wanted to make sure I got that out there.
0: Yeah, uh, again, for any, any fans or former players or anything like that, feel free to email me your your best Carson Douglas rivalry stories. I've gotten a few to this point, but that's C-E-C-K-L at NevadaAppeal.com. Or, again, if you have confirmation of what the score was in that nineteen twenty three game, which, again, if, if somebody is able to pull that, I'm going to be extremely impressed, um, especially since we had three different scores in print. We're going to be really relying on somebody's uh, yeah.
1: eyes and ears. That's the best part. There's, like, these three totally distinct scores as the fall goes on, and it's like, did no one— did no one check? Did no one ask the other guy? I mean, the uh, the reporting is so different than what we would do. I really do think, like, for instance, like when the teams would play in Reno, they were just having someone in Reno, some citizen, go to the game. And I really get the sense that this person would then, like, telegraph the appeal. But between the end of the game and then going to the bar and then going to the telegraph office— you know, are they like, okay, was that 17 to 0 or was it 16? Did that kid hit the extra point? You know, mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, but when you print it, it, it kind of becomes a record. History, yeah. Yeah, so thankfully that was the... That was by far the worst example, and um, we just had to make a decision. And the most common one was 77 to 6.
0: Okay. Uh, We will get out of here. I would like to plug one more story. That is a little bit of a feature story I did on Carson's new AD, Thomas Reimer. Uh, His last name pronounced Reimer. For those of you who were listening uh, last week, I believe I said it wrong last week, but I've since confirmed— it is Reimer, former uh, paramedic. Pretty interesting path into into athletics. Uh, certainly something check, Certainly something to check out. That was in uh, Saturday's Nevada Appeal, and of course is online at www.nevadaappeal.com backslash news, backslash sports. Otherwise, that's going to do it for episode 81. We will uh, get out of your eardrums for now, but thank you to today's title sponsor in Play It Again Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can check them out online at www.playedagainsports.com or in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center. For Duke Rittenhouse and Jeff Mulvihill Jr., I'm Carter Eckle, and we will catch you guys next week. Take it easy.